Are you on the RCR mailing list? Never miss a beat of the news and hard-hitting stories you've come to know and love. Stay in the loop. Visit realitycheck.radio forward slash email. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio. All right, it's a Tuesday morning. That means we catch up with things across the Tasman. And beaming in from Melbourne, Australia, from the unshackled.net is Tim Wilms. Hello again, Tim. Hi, Paul. Good to be back, as always. Good to be back. All right. So I think um, we're probably going to start off with something we left off or, or, or finished on last week, and that was this release of uh, people into the community who uh, remind us of the circumstances again. They were like, um, some of them were even pedophiles, actually. They were, what, languishing in prison. Um, court has come out and said that um, they can be out in the community. They're out there now, some of them, or about to be released. Is there a development on that? Well, we actually had the High Court uh, last Tuesday. A, actually, just after we finished our weekly segment, they, they fast-tracked uh, their release of their judgment reasons. They were, right. they were going to leave it until next year, but thankfully they twigged that this was it's quite a urgent uh, for the federal government to, to know uh, what legislation it can pass uh, to regulate uh, yep. the high-risk offenders and uh, national security risks. Uh, so that was that was uh, re- released last week, and it wasn't a broader ruling uh, against a against immigration a detention as a, as the Albanese government initially well, it, it, because they actually released 141 detainees but it turns out that because Claire O'Neill, she claimed that oh, we were we, we expected we would win this case even though they were desperately trying to resettle uh, the plaintiff, the uh, pedophile, the uh, Rohingya man who raped a ten-year-old boy, uh, known as uh, NZYQ. Uh, so okay. we're yeah. not allowed to to know his uh, identity, whether he's living next door to us. Uh, so they they conceded to the high court that uh, we we're probably unable to. <laughs> to settle him in a third country, given nobody wants uh, to resettle a pedophile. Uh, so they basically conceded to the High Court that he would be in detention indefinitely. And uh, so that is what the, the, the High Court has ruled, that uh, the, the, the minister uh, cannot indefinitely detain somebody. Now... What this decision and the decision before it about uh, that it's unconstitutional for the immigration minister to strip uh, dual citizenship from a, a convicted terrorist is okay. that okay. is that because the Australian Constitution has the separation of powers. So the High Court, right. both of these have in common is that uh, only a court uh, can uh, punish or put in a detention order. Uh, so. This week, the last week of Parliament, uh, the Albanese government, uh, Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill and Immigration Minister Adam Giles, uh, who, uh, sorry, 
Andrew Giles. I'll pick that up again. Uh, the the Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill and the Immigration Minister Andrew Giles, uh, they basically have been caught on the on the hop. Uh, even though it, they, the reason that they tried to claim, I think, that they were confident of winning is because they had no contingency if they lost. And so, right, so been- they're all in on winning. So they've been scrambling first with the laws to put the ankle bracelets on these detainees, a uh, curfew. And uh, there was a, a number who uh, who had absconded without an ankle bracelet, but they've been all tracked down now. As a, and the Home Affairs Minister admitted that the department didn't actually have ankle bracelets. So, Oh, what? Okay. But it's, a, it's a right mess. And so this week... A, the Albanese government, they're uh, drafting a preventative detention regime, which we've had successfully for around about uh, 20 years uh, with uh, those convicted of terrorism offences, which a court has to uh, approve a, a a detention order that uh, once they've served their, their sentence, if they're still deemed a risk to the community, a court can rule uh, they remain behind bars. And so this would uh, be a similar regime for these high risk, high risk detainees. It's, I don't want to call them basically refugees, asylum seekers. They all came to Australia illegally. They're not Australian citizens. uh, So they they shouldn't get the same rights as uh, people in Australia. So they are negotiating with the uh, Peter Dutton led opposition. uh, Though, I wonder how those negotiations are going behind closed doors, given that uh, Claire O'Neill, the Home Affairs Minister last week, decided in Parliament uh, to call Peter Dutton a protector of pedophiles. Because oh, OK. That's pretty strong. Very strong. released their decision. Uh, they were trying to uh, put through legislation, making a criminal offence for uh, child sex offenders in the cohort of 141 detainees uh, released to be near a school or a childcare centre. And now Peter Dutton, he's a former uh, Queensland police officer. And uh, so he worked in the the, the child sex offences uh, squad. And uh, a lot of, uh, also a lot of his uh, time in the force was uh, spent in uh, remote Indigenous communities. That is why he has advocated along with uh, Jacinta Price, his Indigenous Affairs right. uh, spoke gotcha. for a Royal Commission, into, uh, into uh, child sexual abuse in remote Aboriginal communities. He was Home Affairs Minister, under the previous coalition governments where he cancelled the, the visas of uh, sex offenders and pedophiles. And now Claire O'Neill, she said this in the parliament, uh, so she's protected by parliamentary privilege, uh, though uh, the aged care minister, Annika Wells, she uh, said on the Today Show that she agreed uh, agreed uh, with uh, Claire O'Neill, which is outside the parliament. And so Peter Dutton has basically said uh, he'll, he's asking for an apology. And if that's not forthcoming, he may consider legal action. And uh, Peter Dutton, he previously sued a refugee advocate, uh, Shane Bazzi, for calling him a rape apologist on Twitter. Known <laughs> as X. Right. Uh, so uh, Peter Dutton is certainly... N- not one to take uh, obscene ed- insults. Uh, is, it from like women? Deeper. 
from women, from very nice women, it seems, these insults that he's taking, because it's a bit of a low blow. Oh, it, it is. And and it's part of Labour's uh, new strategy, since uh, they are falling in the in the polls. The, the news poll last week uh, had two-party preferred 50-50, uh, the Labor primary vote uh, was at uh, 31%. Uh, the Resolve poll uh, this week was a bit better with the Labor primary vote at 35, the LNP at 34. Uh, so they don't do two-party preferred Resolve, but that's not as bad a fall as you know, because they have been uh, falling ever since uh, the defeat of the Aboriginal voice referendum because, well, they haven't had much of an agenda. They've been reacting to this High Court decision and uh, the cost of living crisis has just got worse. And uh, there was also, there was a focus group uh, research released by Redbridge, uh, which uh, hold uh, seats in uh, inner Brisbane and in South Australia. And there was one uh, one voter in Queensland who called Anthony Albanese a weak beta male who was Ooh. a follower, not a leader, uh, which that's what's caught on because I think a lot of people in, their, in the back of their minds know that <laughs> Albanese... He does. He doesn't exactly exude uh, exude masculinity, a even authority, and he didn't even defend uh, uh, back up his ministers uh, for that uh, that uh, line uh, against Peter Dutton because right. it clearly would have come from his office. But he basically threw his uh, ministers under the bus, saying, "Oh, I'm not accountable for what my ministers say. I'm only accountable for what it's I say." Because he's a beta male, not an alpha male. That's what beta males do, right? Yes, exactly. He didn't want to. He knew that uh, <laughs> that it had uh, backfired or didn't work. Uh, that. Uh, that uh, slur against uh, Peter Dutton, so he basically decided to to backtrack and hang his ministers out to dry, which is not what a certainly not what a leader does. So they had nothing after the voice, really. No, it doesn't doesn't it doesn't look like it at all. And uh, we have another uh, interest rate decision tomorrow by the Reserve Bank, and as I've previously said, the new Reserve Bank Governor. Michelle Bullock is very bullish when it comes to crushing inflation. Bullock is bullish. I like that. Yes, there was the Australian Bureau of Statistics uh, data last week, uh, which uh, said that inflation, it's now at 4.8%, the month ending ending October uh, for the year. Uh, So the Albanese government uh, will be having a, a sigh of relief at that is that uh, the real rate right, tim because that's what we keep finding out there's an official rate but actually you break it down to everyday things that people need and want on a daily basis the 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 rate of inflation can be quite a bit higher oh yes if you the the, the prices are still going up albeit not at the the same uh, pace as they did uh, during 2022 uh, yeah. which is inflation really take uh, took off uh, petrol, it's gone down uh, below uh, two dollars a a liter, and it shot back up uh, to about two dollars thirty uh, per liter. Uh, so that's obviously a big big driver of inflation. So is uh, electricity. We have 
Chris Bowen, our energy minister over at uh, COP28 in Dubai. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, Airbus Elbow, I think he quite wisely passed on uh, that, that trip. I think he's going to be grounded for the summer uh, because, well, there are because we're we're in the era of global boiling. Don't forget, uh, right? It's uh, been predicted to be a catastrophic uh, bushfire summer. So I think uh, Albo uh, he's uh, making sure that he's going to be here for the the full summer in case there's any bushfires. Because Scott Morrison in the Black Summer of uh, 2019 20 uh, went on a secret family holiday to Hawaii. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So at least he's managed to make sure that he's in the country uh, in case uh, things could turn catastrophic there. Well, that's what a beta male would do, right? So, you know, the... <laughs> all right, I just wanted to say the word. Okay, um, so there's that. What about um, is there a politician that's on his last legs? Uh, so uh, Patrick Dodson, he uh, he's described as the father of reconciliation uh indig- he's been a labor senator uh since uh 20 2015 uh so he has been battling cancer he was known uh throughout uh, uh throughout his uh public life as having this uh, big uh thick thick beard uh but uh that is gone since he's been battling battling cancer so he has uh resigned he was largely absent uh during uh, the the voice referendum campaign uh because of that uh but uh, one of his uh last acts uh before uh, the senate he's been a senator for western australia is uh delivering uh, the uh, the recommendations of the Joint Standing Committee on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Affairs on how to implement the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, which uh, acronym is UNDRIP. Yeah, we know about that here. Uh, So some of the recommendations are amend parliamentary human rights scrutiny processes to formally include consideration of UNDRIP, develop a national action plan in consultation with First Peoples to outline coordinated approach to implementing it across all Australian jurisdictions. That sounds like, well, a, a some sort of uh, uh, voice or uh, advocacy body. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Australian yep. people uh, voted against. Uh, improve education on Australian history, civics and human rights uh, in us, uh, on Indigenous Australians in schools. So most of the schools now fly the Aboriginal flag and Torres Strait Islander flag along with the Australian flag. We've got flags galore everywhere. Yeah. That the Australian uh, flag, it's basically, it's it's a bit like, where's the Australian flag? It's like, instead of where's Wally, where's the Australian flag? Yeah, I get you know, it. I hear you. Where we have a, a council in inner Melbourne, the city of Yarra, that wants to fly about 20 different flags on different occasions. <laughs> but I It comes like LGBTQ, blah, 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 plus, plus, blah, it just sort of goes on and on. Um, and the final hmm. one is establish an independent process of truth-telling and agreement-making, which sounds like the other two components of the Uluru Statement from the heart, which the Australian people uh, voted against uh, the, the first stage, the voice to parliament at the referendum. So again, it sounds like trying to implement uh, the Uluru statement from the heart 
yeah. have a have different uh, advisory uh, bodies that uh, the Australian people rejected. So the the stealth agenda is obviously uh, the uh, the left through stacking the the institutions is very good at i mean you in new zealand had uh, the the co-governance by stealth under the adern hipkins government so you mm -hmm. know how these things can basically be snuck in under the radar yes okay so um but that's sad for that particular politician and we Andre also had uh, had the the death today of uh, Peter Murphy a okay yeah labor mp for Dunkley age 50 uh, oh that's young uh, so uh, she'd been the member since uh, 2019 uh, i actually ran for the seat of Dunkley in 2016 did you for the Liberal Democrats, it's, uh, it takes in the Frankston area in southeast Melbourne, which is where I grew up. Uh, so, or Liberal Democrats is now the Libertarian Party. Uh, so, yep. Yep. she didn't win that time, uh, but she had another go in 2019 and 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 won then. But uh, that's also the year when her uh, cancer at uh, came back and so she was actually only in parliament uh last week uh, wow okay not long ago at all yeah, it was quite quite sudden yeah yeah just back to the uh what we were talking about just before undrip is always a name that sort of makes me smile it sort of sounds very drippy doesn't it? undrip yes and, and and the other thing um is what was the name of um you mentioned uh is it the truth speaking or something like that um that truth were, telling Truth telling, as if you wouldn't tell the truth. It kind of implies that. Well, there's only a certain type of uh, truth, right? Got it. In commas uh, that uh, uh, that uh, the activist uh, Aboriginal lobby want. They don't want the Jacinta Price uh, version of the the truth, uh, which is that the reason why uh, there is uh, still a disadvantage in remote Aboriginal communities because of Aboriginal culture, which UNDRIP is designed to protect. Though, of course, their version of truth-telling that they want is that it's all uh, Whitey's fault. Defamation trial. What's that about? So back in February 2021, a Brittany Higgins, uh, she was a former uh, Liberal staffer uh, to a Defence Minister Linda Reynolds. She was Defence Minister from 2019 to 2021. She claimed she had been raped inside Parliament House by a co-worker. There was a, a article by Sam Maiden on news.com.au uh, and there was a project interview with uh, Lisa Wilkinson. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I know that your uh, version of the project has been axed. Uh, yes, it's still fingers crossed that our version. It's been thrown overboard uh, because nobody watches the project here in Australia. Uh, yet it somehow manages to not get axed. Uh, so, what network is it on? ABC. It's on Network Ten, which is on Network, network Ten. I no, no, nobody watches anyway, and especially if they don't watch, uh, watch the projects. Yeah, they always seem to get because obviously part of the format is a live studio audience. They all, uh, well, I presume they were actual people. It could be just sound effects, you know, who knows? But they always seem to get 
people there for the show. And when it was canned here on social media, there were a lot of comments from the normies, you know, saying, oh, I'm so sad and what am I going <laughs> to do and all of that and uh, yeah, whatever. Okay, so, um, all right. So I think we you told us about that um, uh, that case before. Yes. So even though uh, the 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 man uh, that uh, Brittany Higgins uh, accused of raping her, Bruce Lehman, wasn't named in either yeah. the, the News Corp article or the Project interview, uh, everyone in the know knew that. So it was obvious. Him. Yes. Yeah. So you might as well have said the name. Yes. Uh, so he uh, sued uh, the. Uh, News Corp and the the ABC for airing a press club address by uh, Brittany Higgins and uh, also uh, Network 10. Uh, so he settled with News Corp a couple of months ago, but uh, part of the agreement was that uh, the, uh, the initial article wouldn't be taken down. Oh, okay. Uh, settled with the ABC just before this uh, defamation trial has uh, commenced. Uh, so just to refresh your audience, uh, the uh, the the trial in the the ACT uh, uh, where Bruce Lehman was on trial for uh, the alleged rape of Brittany Higgins, that ended in a mistrial and uh, the ACT Director of Public Prosecution, Shane Drumgold, uh, said that he wouldn't have a retrial because it would be too uh, distressing uh, to Brittany Higgins' mental health. And he called for an inquiry, the Sofranoff inquiry, into the failed uh, prosecution of uh, Bruce Learman, and it ended up ending his career because the uh, the uh, commissioner Walter Sofranoff uh, said uh, that Mr. Drumgold had uh, uh, lied to the Supreme Court and engaged in uh, gross misconduct. So, oh dear. the 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 defamation case in the federal court is actually being live streamed on YouTube. The federal courts channeled. So we have it's 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 basically a bit of well, uh, almost like a bit of reality TV. Yeah, well, it is reality TV actually. Tuning in. Yeah. And now Bruce Lehman, uh, he was caught out in a number of uh, uh, untruths when he uh, uh, took the stand. Yeah. Also, oh, they are all as bad as each other, are they? Though he 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 lied to his then uh, 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 Linda Reynolds, then chief of staff uh, Fiona Brown, about why he was in Parliament uh, after hours. Oh, I see. Uh, basically, around. because he was trying to save his save his job, uh, which he didn't. Also, yeah. uh, he uh, admitted that on the night that the allegations went to air, uh, he went on a. a it went on a cocaine bender. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> and also, footage has been released after uh, after uh, the uh, there was not going. It was announced that there was not going to be a, a retrial. Singing uh, s- uh, singing that song. I've uh, uh, I fought the uh, I fought, I fought the law. The law won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I won. Or, well, I won. Bruce, yeah, yeah. Bruce won. Yes, that's 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 what he said there. And it was, it's also been revealed that uh, because he did a couple of interviews for Seven News Spotlight, uh, Seven News has paid uh, for his rent 12 months in advance. Gosh, these people, who are they? 
Mm. Yeah, so but uh, compared to uh, when uh, the 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 lies uncovered uh, when uh, of Brittany Higgins when she uh, took the stand, uh, so a a lot of people have been calling her Brittany uh, Fibbins. Uh, so oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so uh, she there, there's a number of lies she's been uh, caught, caught up on. She. She has lied when she said she was first awoken by uh, security in Parliament House after the alleged rape. She admitted she actually woke up and replied to a text message. No, sorry, what, what, what's this waking up? So she claims that she was uh, after her. She she claims that she woke up uh, mid rape uh, with. Oh, I got you right. Yeah. I see what. And she I claims that she was woken in the morning by security, but she actually replied to a text message and then went back to sleep. But she's wiped her text messages. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, she's also lied about the. Uh, she claims that Bruce Lehman bruised her leg during the rape, uh, showing pictures to police. Uh, but uh, she has conceded that the bruise could be from a fall uh, at the the nightclub beforehand, or oh, glass. really? Uh, she claims she missed a parliamentary sitting because she had a panic attack in the toilet for three hours. Uh, but this has been proven wrong because she attended the parliamentary sitting in the morning and was in the toilet for minutes rather than hours in the afternoon. Uh, she's also falsely claimed she was found with her dress pulled up to her waist. The dress was on the floor after she had thrown up on it. Uh, she also falsely claimed that uh, Bruce Lehman took her underwear off uh, on the project. Now it was revealed she wasn't wearing underwear. What? Uh, she also went on a Tinder date days after the alleged rape. Uh, two days after uh, the alleged rape, she spent a night in a hotel room with another male co-worker and called in sick to go to the doctors for a rape kit, but didn't and spent the next day in a hotel room with co-worker so she actually didn't see the doctor and she also lied about and she claimed that uh, she didn't wear the cocktail dress she was uh, allegedly uh raped in for six months even though she wore it at a function with linda reynolds on the 2019 campaign trail uh she also stole linda reynolds colors and patty jacket uh, she claimed she got it from a charity bin this is incredible yeah so well, I mean, how do we describe this behaviour from all of them? Well, when it comes down to it, uh, this case was about a he said, uh, she said, and yeah. nobody yeah. knows what's happened, what happened, except for, for 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 those two. But obviously, because the rape allegation was used to uh, attack the the Morrison government and uh, the defence minister Linda Reynolds, well, she ended up. Uh, losing her cabinet position. She was moved sideways. Uh, she is actually suing uh, Brittany Higgins uh, for the claim uh, that she was not uh, supported uh, by, oh dear. Yeah. Uh, by Linda Reynolds and also her subsequent uh, employer, uh, Michaela Cash. And she worked uh, for a, a for in the, the Liberal staffer circuit for two years after after it happened. And they offered, we'll take... We'll take uh, will help you as uh, help and support you if you want to go to the police during all that time yes yeah, yeah. wow well that's a that's a story all right okay and coming up on time anastasia palaszczuk um what's what's her future looking like well there's a queensland election on the last saturday of october next year anastasia palaszczuk uh she wants to to run for a fourth term uh so uh she 
uh, by the time the next election comes about, comes about, she will have been Premier for nine and a half years. Uh, she says she's going to run again. She even released a presidential-style uh, campaign launch video a couple of weeks ago. But uh, the Labor power brokers, they're trying to tap her on the shoulder and make her resign uh, before Christmas. Uh, so That's not far away. Yes, we shall see uh, because... The, the Labor Party rules are that uh, there has to be a ballot of members uh, for a leadership contest now. So they can't they can't do it the old fashioned way with a, with a leadership coup and uh, replace. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if she was to uh, leave, uh, then uh, then there'd only be uh, Andrew Barr, the chief minister of the Australian Capital Territory, the only COVID era leader left because obviously uh, uh dan andrews down here uh he is thankfully gone and uh he uh he, he's decided to uh come back to t to town he attended the national gallery of victoria gala dinner and uh he uh one of the attendees uh decided to give him a, a piece of her mind about the, Ooh, lockdowns okay. and the effect yeah. of uh effects on her children and he decided to well just uh, escape with his wife uh kath uh, there uh, though his successor jacinta allen she is dealing with a victoria police industrial action as a police association survey found that uh, a uh, 28 percent of victoria police officers uh, intend to quit within the next twenty eight percent. That's oh, okay, yep. Uh, which is the and uh, uh, seventy one percent are burnt out, and sixty four percent frequently think about uh, quitting. And you can't help but think that's a COVID legacy. I mean, I was going to ask you that because obviously it would grate on many uh, decent, honourable officers having to implement the the ridiculous uh, COVID rules. Yeah, it would be tough to take for, for, uh, for two years. And is Jacinta Allen, um, in contrast to Dictator Dan, what talk of legalizing cannabis? Is that right? Yes. So we have uh, two uh, legalized cannabis uh, MPs who are elected at the 2022 state election. They got around five percent of the vote. Uh, there was one also elected in the recent uh, in the recent New South Wales state election. Um, I can't help but think this is related to uh, party logos now allowed on our ballot paper. Okay, yeah. They, they, choose, they, they choose as their logo, not surprisingly, the uh, the, the the plant leaf. Yep, the leaf, so yep. They've developed a private member's bill. Uh, the One of the legalised cannabis MPs, David uh, Adeshank, and so uh, Jacinta Allen has said that she's open to it and admitted to oh, okay. when she was young. Uh, uh, oh, so come on. When she was young? Yes. And uh, so did the opposition leader, John uh, Prosciutto. Uh, so she's signalled uh, some shift there. Uh, I bet they still do it. <laughs> the, the, the former Reason Party MP, uh, Fiona Patton, who lost in 2022, she uh, uh, admitted that, yeah, I still do uh, uh, recreation, uh, recreationally do. Uh, smoke. Uh, so, though this is uh, obviously uh, you just wish that uh, the current crop of politicians were consistent about uh, a, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to ending uh 
ending drug wars and starting others because we have the tobacco wars going on in Victoria with uh, stores firebombed because the the taxes uh, have uh, increased so dramatically that got the got the same problem here, Tim. Although at least uh, uh, your new uh, government is getting rid of the the smoke free uh, generational legislation, and I see yep. the public health lobby wo- worldwide are filthy saying their heads are was, exploding. Oh, I know, yeah. saying world leading. Uh, uh, legislation uh, implying that because it's world leading, it must be must be good. And we also had uh, the health minister uh, last week. I, I announce a a ban on the importation of single use vapes. Uh, so we've got this vape, vaping crackdown as well. This uh, this moral uh, panic. And... Well, 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 a mate of mine who's in Brisbane tells me that he can buy tobacco at a vape shop which is normally retailing in the $50 mark for about $7. So that's that's what's right that's the black market that's running right now. Virtually every vape shop is also selling black market tobacco as well. Uh, our Australian federal police uh, they uh, uh, a lot of their their uh, their resources are now uh, <laughs> breaking up uh, illegal tobacco uh, growing. Uh, yeah. So they never learn. No. Um, All right. So, so because um, da- dictator Dan was against that, wasn't he? He was. He wasn't pro legalized. There's no. There's no uh, safe uh, consumption of recreational marijuana. Well, what was he taking? Because he had eyes like he was taking something. Well, he did have a puff <laughs> of uh, a we think was tobacco. He was captured on. Yeah, but you know these people, they, they do they do stuff. Uh, they're alluring to themselves. Anything else to talk about before? Because we've kind of hit time. Um, anything else that we need a, to know? Finance Minister Katie Gallagher last week. Oh yeah, yeah. introduce a, the a, the 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 Australian government's uh, digital identification uh, bill, and she put on Twitter saying it's not compulsory, it's a voluntary, secure, convenient way for you to access online services safely without having your personal documents stored by third parties. I'm proud to have introduced our digital ID bill this week. This technology will transform our economy, and she's earmarked $145 million for it. Uh, There was a community note on X which said that uh, labeling digital ID it, uh, voluntary is misleading because it can be a requirement for essential services. And so it's basically rolling in like your driver's license, passport, Medicare card, birth certificate, all in one stored online by the government. And history has shown uh, that they are even worse at securing your data than private corporations. Uh, so. And they also Trojan horse the sale of yeah. it. So, you know, it all starts off as convenience, everything in the right place, right time. Before you know it, there are some things you can't buy, um, you know, um, um, uh, limits on travel, you know, 15-minute cities. Well, goes at on uh, COP28, there's talk about uh, a carbon uh, passports. I mean, oh, here we go. it's okay yeah. for all of the leaders to, to gather in Dubai, one of the, 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 the dirtiest uh, emission emission producing nations or or should i say emirates there yeah uh, so yeah that fleet of emirates um airlines planes puts a bit of 
crap in the air for sure. <laughs> and uh, we learned during, uh, obviously, uh, COVID, because that was uh, put onto, well, state government apps, uh, the, the vaccine passport, and was facilitated through the federal government's uh, Medicare Express uh, app as well. So we we already have a, a dry run about uh, how uh, digital IDs, uh, they can be, well, fitted uh, for a a form of social credit vaccine passport. So we've already got a preview of this. Okay, Tim, good to catch up again. Tim Wilms from the unshackle.net Melbourne. Thanks for checking in again. And we'll do it all again in about a week's time next Tuesday. Will do. Thank you, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio. Thank you for tuning in to RCR Reality Check Radio. If you like what you're listening to, just like what you're listening to. Either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057. That's 2057. Or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We would love to hear from you. So connect with us today.